When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. tuning in. Um, This week for our first podcast, we are going to be discussing the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with the one, the only, Parker Schaffel. Hello, Mandy. Thank you for being here. I'm a pleasure to be here myself. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Parker is a good friend of mine, um, but he is someone who I guess I would describe as a master of all trades. A bit sort of like Justin Timberlake. Um, So Parker is a veteran and does do communications work by day. But by night, he is the creator of punk rock music. Um, Your band Truth Assassin came out with its second album. That's right. Second album came out on Friday, October 13th. Uh, First EP came out in January, so it was a huge year for 2017. So anybody out there likes punk rock... um, Check out Truth Assassin on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. I'm a huge fan, and um, also a huge fan of the fact that you are do so many things. It's not just like you're not just defined by your job. You're not just defined by your marriage. You're defined by you are everything and nothing all at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> that actually didn't sound That's, very nice, no. <laughs> but. I mean it in the best of ways. Like, you are kind of, I can't pin down a way to describe you. But one thing I've known about you is that you've always had a creative outlet, Um, whether it be music or writing. um, I know you've got your blog, which is called Get After It Blog. Um, Tell me a little bit of actually about your blog. Yeah, so uh, the blog is called Get After It because that's my mentality in life. Uh, People say, Parker, how do you work and make your own music project, Truth Assassin, and play in your band Death Echo and teach kids, uh, you know, music on the side and spend time with your family and your wife and all this stuff? I just say I get after it, right? I don't screw around. I just get after it. Like there's, there's so many things that I want to do. And I make sure that I do those important things 
that I want. So in my blog, it's a number of stories from my life about how I just get after life, whether it's, you know, an eight-year quest to commission the military or uh, an eight-year quest to find the right job for me um, or a a six-month journey in Iraq to, you know, accomplish the task that the ambassador gave me. Like, I don't quit. I don't stop. I don't give up until... I get after what I want and I get after it. So that's what my blog's about. And you're making this into a book, right? Yes. Uh, so I've actually got eight stories already. Wow. Uh, they're all on the blog. Um, and they're all of these these types of stories that I mentioned uh, where it's I have a task, I have a goal, I have something I want to accomplish, mm-hmm. and, and I don't stop, I don't quit, and get after it until it happens. You have so much energy. Um, <laughs> I always... Everyone, Parker, like... <laughs> Every time I see him, he's just hiked like 10 miles and biked like 25 miles yeah. and is like on his way to like rock climb. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is I don't, I don't even drink coffee. Uh, so this insane. is all, this is all natural. So just today, right, I biked 11 miles in three degrees this morning to go to work. I worked a full day. I then biked 11 miles home. I then biked down to your place here. And it's like here. five degrees outside. Yeah, but the thing is, is when I do that, right, the endorphins are going, the heart rate's going, you know, your brain function's going. So while other people are groggy, relying on coffee, I'm just like, I've, I've already You're got it. You're high on life. I'm, I'm high on life. I already got it. That's right. <laughs> well, but so, so yeah, so creativity is important to me. And, yes. you know, I know, it's, uh, I know it's important to you too. And, well, especially in these trying times, both politically and in our country, and, you know, I'm nervous about the playoffs, you know, the fight Of course, of course, first round bye. I I can't say anymore, (laughs) I feel like I will jinx it. (laughs) Um, I'm a huge Vikings fan, and uh, I get very nervous around the playoffs. We have not had good experiences um, pretty much since I've been alive and have a memory. So every time we kind of uh, mess it up pretty big. So, um, But I reached out to Parker when I was thinking about starting a podcast uh, because of his creativity. And I said, you know what? I need an outlet. I need to channel my passion somewhere. And it's like, well, what am I passionate about? And the answer really is not just comedy and laughing, but I love reality TV. It has become like such an important part of my life. I speak to my friends about these shows and I feel like I'm on a first name basis with so many of these characters. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And this all kind of happened, um, a little bit embarrassing story, uh, on December, I think it was like 15th, it was my last day at work, I'm at this like meeting and um, a thing pops up on my phone for my Twitter feed. And I had replied to Messy Queens, which is a podcast. Shout out Messy Queens. Right. And that's the that's the guy and the girl, right? Yeah. So, yeah and okay. uh, they were talking about Vanderpump Rules. And I had replied, One of your favorite shows. Like the favorite show. Yeah. It is. It is. I don't even know. I don't have words to describe the feeling, the deep feelings I have for Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I, I could speak about it for hours. But I did reply to them, and I tagged the Pump Rules podcast, uh, which I listen to, and it's so fantastic. It always has really interesting people and a lot of people on the show. And we kind of got into this sort of Twitter chat about one of the people on the show who had cheated, and did they cheat, did they not cheat? And at some point, um, Messy Queens and the Pump Rules podcast were writing back and forth, and... uh, the Pump Rules podcast said, you know, would you two want to be on this podcast in January or February? 
Now, I just happened to be on the Twitter feed, but it popped up in my meeting. And I was a little bored in the meeting. I was scrolling through my phone. And like all of a sudden, it was like the heavens opened up. And it's like, oh. This is my time. It's they, my they, calling. Yeah, they must know. They, they must know that like my dream <laughs> is to be on this podcast. And so I, I just go all, I throw it all out there. I'm like, Yes, that would be so fun. I'm heading to San Diego in January visiting friends and thinking of stopping in LA as well. So I could potentially do a podcast in person. So you're like, let me let me DM hop on me. Let, let me I've hop on your podcast. Said DM me to anyone. I like <laughs> I don't even know the lingo. And then <laughs> about I don't know how many minutes later, I realized Messy Queens is two people. And so when it said, Would you too? It was <laughs> they were asking Messy Queens. <laughs> so I almost like sent that gif you know of homer simpson of, like walking backwards into like the, the bushes uh, like oh shit and so i was like whoops you met messy queens but like would love to be involved if you're so did, interested did they respond to you <laughs> they said you too mandy i'll dm if you're in town that would be great <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit i fucked up so they were I, like just being nice and you're like so nice and i ended up chatting with messy queens um both like Bailey christopher and um he had me tell a story on his podcast which they played and later pump rolls podcast reached out to me and i'm gonna be um doing their show on uh in two weeks so it ended up working out but i sent this to a couple of my friends and was like so embarrassing look at what i did today <laughs> like and in the new year with the bang just like embarrassed myself on twitter and um the first response from my friends were why don't you just start your own podcast and i thought that couldn't be that hard <laughs> and here you are Parker came over and we watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But before we get into it, I wanted to ask you the reason that I was so interested in talking to you is because you actually were on The Real Housewives of <laughs> Potomac. Yes, I was. Yes, in, I was. Um, it was this past season two. Correct. And um, there was a casino night. Yes. And so tell me how you kind of ended up um, in filming. Yeah, so uh, it, it was really interesting. I work uh, another part-time job that I do is I work as a casino games dealer for entertainment companies. And... Um, I just do it as a part-time thing. I usually make some extra money in the holidays and that sort of thing. So, uh, but this was about... You wear, like, the tux and everything. I wear, like, the like the bow tie yeah, and, like, a tuxedo like, oh, shirt yeah. and all craps this stuff. Table. Yeah, of Ready. course. Yeah. I work the craps table because it pays the most money. <laughs> 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 and there's very few people who can do it because it's a difficult game. So, get uh, after it. That's right. Get after it, right? <laughs> so I, uh, I get an email from one of these casino companies that said, hey, we need you to work this event. Are you available? It was, like, April... Of of 2016, I okay. think it was. And I said, sure. So I showed up, and it was at a place called the University Club in Washington, D.C. It's on like... Oh, I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's a really gorgeous place. A really yeah, gorgeous place. And it's funny because they say like, oh, to join the club, you know, you just have to be a graduate of a university, and you'd have to have some recommendations. Well, those recommendations have to come from people from like Yale and Harvard. And right. Like, they're, they're not going to be like, oh, Parker, you went to Ohio State. Yeah, sure. Come on <laughs> in, right? So this is clearly the only time... That I'm getting to go yeah. to the university club. So I go in and uh, I immediately walk in and see a number of tables have been set up for our casino. 
And so I'm walking over to my table to start setting up the craps table with the chips and everything. And I see that, like, out of the back room, like, three big-ass television cameras on people's shoulders are walking out. There's, like, one of the mixer people with this, like, sound mixing board, like, so, like on her shoulder. all the people, all the equipment. Like, still photographers. Yeah. Like, like, boom operators. Everything. Did you know this was going to be filmed? Had no idea. Oh, my gosh. So... I, but again, I'm thinking like I've done some events before. Like it's not a huge deal. Y'all do what you need to do, and I'm going to set up my crafts table because we're about to get started here. Woman comes up to me and says, "Hey, I need you to sign this appearance waiver." And I was like, "Okay, but can you tell me what it's for?" And she says, "Yeah, we're filming an episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac." Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, even I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I grew up in like North Potomac, which is kind of like ghetto Potomac, which is still pretty nice it's compared to like really most of the ghetto. things. It's not ghetto at all, but I did grow up in like the poor people house in like our neighborhood. We we're the only ones without a garage. But but like they changed the name from my neighborhood from Gaithersburg to North Potomac so we could sound richer than we actually were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, it's Potomac. Who's going to be here? All these things. They're going to be at my craps table. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, did so, you know there was a Real Housewives of Potomac? I did. Okay. I did, yes, because my mom watched the show. because oh, she, Because she's a real... Shout out to Sue. Shout out to Sue. Hey, mom, because she is a Real Housewife of Potomac. So true. <laughs> and, uh, she should be on the show. So she'd be so fabulous on the show. Shout we out should to, work on that. Shout out to Sue Shaffle on that. Andy Cohen. Um, yeah, look up Sue Shaffle. <laughs> SueShaffle.com. Um, so, uh, so I'm at the event and I'm sitting at my crafts table and then next thing you know, all these, right, the party starting and everybody starts coming in. It is like class, class, class. There's like ballroom gowns, elegance and like fancy tuxedos and massive diamonds on like, not only like women's fingers for engagement rings, but like men's ears and like all, because, um, as I noticed about 20 minutes into the event, former NFL left tackle for the Washington Redskins, Chris Samuels, was there at my craps table. And he's the largest human being I have ever seen. Did he seen. take up like half the he table? He took up more than half the table no. because his shoulders are like four feet wide. <laughs> How anybody ever got a sack on that guy is beyond my comprehension. Right. But his, his wife was like beautiful and fabulous and had like all this amazing jewelry. And like everybody did. And they just had champagne everywhere and like shrimp cocktail and all these things. So as the event is going on, um, you know, the craps table gets full and all the other tables get full. It's a yeah. charity event. Um, do they? So it's a charity event, but do they use real money? No, no. This is all, I, I'm not licensed and, and this okay. is not a licensed thing. So people pay to get into the event. We give them like a voucher for $300 of fake money and I give them chips. And then, you know, people come and they play the tables and it's fun, right? It's right. not, it doesn't really matter if somebody wins or loses, it's just for an entertainment purpose. Um so we start getting into it, and you know, like I said, Chris Samuels is at my table, and and he's sitting, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, Parker, gonna get me paid, man. Parker's gonna get me, and I was sitting there going, like, maybe you'll pay me in a tip after we're done here because that would be really Wait, great. Do you make tips? Is that <laughs> sometimes? One? Okay. Sometimes, yeah. Usually around during the holidays. Um, other times, not so much. Um, so uh, we, we've been playing for like an hour and a half at this point, and then one of the hosts gets up and makes a speech about why everybody's there. And, um, you know, they're bringing out some of the housewives and the cameras are like totally on these people all the time. Um, there wasn't any sort of like director to tell one of the housewives, yeah, like, no, you I know, mean, go. This is reality television. Right. And I was surprised, <laughs> right? Because I've never seen this before. So it was just things happening and cameras falling around yeah. these real housewives of Potomac. Did they look like they knew the cameras were there or did it seem like it was second nature to the point where they're like, 
they forget cameras are there. Yeah, I, I think they probably forgot the yeah. cameras were there because they were Which just is like why it's so great right. because they act like how they normally would act. Right. So they were just like going around and like saying hi to everybody, and they came up to my table, and I had housewives playing at my table and talking to everybody. Uh, so while the cameras were going around, right, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, hey, maybe this is my time to shine too. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, get after it, Parker. Right. So I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Parker Schaffer will get in uh, in something. And um, how many months later did it air? It aired a year later. That is insane. Yeah, so I think it, they were in production for a while because Potomac is new, and yeah. You know. And I know that maybe they were considering doing something for the second season or not, and they've yeah. decided to put it out. And when it came out, I kept following it on my own. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I want to check to see if. Like, is the Real Housewives of Potomac season two coming out soon? And then yeah. Bravo finally released it. It's like starting in May. I was like, yes, I'm famous. Yeah, so I'm when the episode book. came out with the casino party, how yeah. much of the episode was about the party? Like uh, out of a, you know, 45 minute episode? Not a lot. It was only yeah. it was only a couple minutes. Um, but the thing that really struck me about the episode was in the middle of the casino event, um, they had this kind of, um, they had this acapella group come up. These like three guys who had not costumes, but they were like dressed up in in their um, kind of garb that they like were doing. Like perfect style. Uh, <laughs> not, not not exactly that. Um, not that fabulous. But uh, not Magic Mike either. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're in between. Yeah, so we're in between, and uh, it, it fit what they were doing. I don't remember the song they were singing, but these guys were amazing. And a woman had introduced them as kind of the entertainment for the evening, and it was this perfect harmony in their pitch, and everything they had was just awesome. And when I watched the epic, you know, I'm sitting there clapping because that's what everyone else was doing. And my job as part of the entertainment is to do what everyone else does. If they clap, I clap. They cry, I cry. They laugh, I laugh. That's part of my job as being an entertainer. So while they're going on, I made sure to position myself, you know, where I could be like, in like, where's the camera going to be? I'm sitting there standing. I was like, okay, this is a short guy. This is a short guy. Stand right behind them in the middle. I was like, Parker Schaffel is going to be on this TV show. So when it comes on the air, I was like, oh my God, there I am. Like, I'm on TV. Like, this <laughs> is so... I remember watching. Like, this is so incredible. And like... And thinking you were living my dream. And it felt a little unfair. Right. I'm sorry about that, <laughs> I was like, you didn't even I'm care. sorry. But it happened by I accident. Know, it was I totally know. by accident. And you know, the best things in life, well, not all, but many happen by Many happen by accident. And this did. So when I was watching the, the, the show... Um, you know, I recalled being there with the acapella singers and thinking to myself, well, these guys are really good. And everyone around me is like, man, these guys are really good. Great voices, great harmonies, mm-hmm. great performance, great show, great kind of moves that they had as part of the choreography. And then I watched the show and two of the housewives were talking shit about them. <gasps> no, I don't remember that. Yeah. And they were like, they, they were going to, I don't remember who it was, but they'd go back and forth and be like, I don't know who did this, but this is clearly not very good. Home. And you know, Nasty. wow, these guys are these guys are like like who would do this? This is so cheesy. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what is wrong with you? These guys are really, really good. Talented. This is a charity event. Like, this is great talent to come in to raise money for whatever cause this is. You don't even remember. And I don't remember the cause. cause. <laughs> I'm so bad. Um, I was I just sat on my crafts table. I wasn't paying attention. And I was standing next to Chris Samuels. I was going to say you remember Chris Samuels, but you don't remember the charity. So I just remember these women were talking badly. They were talking shit about the acapella group. And I was like, what is wrong with you? These guys were really good. 
So anyway, when the uh, the event ended uh, that night, and I guess there's only a couple minutes of the show that was actually about this event. But when the event ended, you know, I, I cleaned up the table and, and a bunch of, I mean, a couple of the housewives came up to me and said, hey, thanks, you're, you're really great, you're really entertaining, that felt really good. Chris Samuels was saying the same type of thing, and, and I had a lot of good stuff. Yes. And actually, I think they liked me so much that they gave me two of the parting gifts that they gave everybody else. What was in the parting gifts? Uh, so it was a bag of like, uh, yeah, like, like they give some... people at the Oscars, <laughs> like, you know, like it was <laughs> the White a... House correspondent, yeah. the I People magazine. I don't know what they get for that, um, but I can tell you that I got the biggest thing I got was a pocket scarf from Ike Bihar, the store in Georgetown, um, who's like a designer from New York. And uh, I still have them, like, back home. So um, that's, like, my claim to fame for being on the Real House of Potomac is is two Ike Bihar pocket scarves. So tonight, when you watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that was your first time watching a full episode. That was the first time watching a full episode of The Real Housewives. How did you feel? It was really interesting from kind of, like... The, the the perspective of being on a show for you know 15 seconds and then knowing what it's like to be on the on, on the viewer side yeah um, the people's couch yeah the, the people's <laughs> the Mandy's people's couch right the couch of the people and overall I mean I was actually pretty surprised that I think there was a lot less drama than I expected there really? was de- there was definitely drama but it was a yeah, lot less than I expected uh, it wasn't like a lot of these episodes are sort of build up. To like the explosive like the episodes. ending one, and I always find that when they go on vacation together is usually when drama happens. Yeah. So this was all took place in L.A. Yeah, and Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, and all these women are like really classy and lots of jewelry and glammed up and everything. And uh, you know, I I started to to really start to get drawn towards um, Edwin. Oh, Teddy The husband of husband. the husband of yeah. Teddy Mellencamp. He seemed so sweet. Yeah, and every time he would say, every time something, he'd be introduced to somebody, or every time somebody did something for him, he would always say, thank you. You know, it's, hi, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. When he had the dinner party um, with um, Dorit. Dorit and, uh, and PK. And, you know, they would, you know, every mm-hmm. time he was served something, you know, he would say, you know, thank you very much gracious. for this really gracious guy. And then at the end of the show, he's, you know, going on a run with his wife with their two kids. He's pushing the stroller up the hill, getting after it, you yeah. know, like and, and he's showing the kids like this is an important part of life. Exercise and physical fitness are an important part of life. And you are I, just selling Edwin. I'm totally selling. Totally I kind of I wish Edwin. I was I wish I was friends with Edwin. Uh, come, I think we can make that happen. That. <laughs> we, should, we should go to LA. So um, Dorit is an interesting character. Yes. Um, as someone who, I know you're really good with accents. So before we <laughs> sat down, I was like, listen to this bitch. She sounds, I cannot pin it. I cannot figure it out. But you seem to to get it quite well. Yeah, she, you know, Dorit was interesting because, you know, you told me that she was uh, like part Israeli Mm-hmm. Part British, but like lived I don't in. Think she's British. Not I think British, she just, just like married to yeah, lived there, married to PK, married, yeah. and then like also like grew up in Connecticut. I think so in New York, and <laughs> just not like she's American. I think her parents are Israeli. Okay, so that's so what I was noticing is when she was talking, like the part of the episode when she's got the she's pulling out the eighteen thousand dollar plates from yes. is it Hermes? Did yeah. I say that correctly? I don't and, even know. Um, how you pronounce parlez, it. Parlez-vous français? Um, <laughs> 
And and I think that uh, the china, the china from Hermes, the fifteen eighteen thousand dollars, you know. And then she was explaining to her, you know, she's trying to talk to her friends, and then PK comes in, and he's like, "How much should those plates cost?" You know, and, and then she would come back and say she'd go like American, British, and then Israeli in a period of like ten seconds, right? So she'd say. Oh, honey, don't worry about those. Oh, darling, would you please mind putting that plate right over there? And then she'd be like, oh, well, uh, oh, you call it, uh, you put the, the platter, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you call it on the table, you know, do this really like, thing. it's just like a, a flow and you're just, you're wondering, but that is her real voice. Right. And there clearly wasn't anything that was rehearsed. No, so, she just kind of goes between. Right, and I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of getting lost because I like doing. I wanted her to be like, I saw that name Dorit, and I was like, oh, Dorit from Tel Aviv in Israel, <laughs> the Hezbollah, the Hamas. You launched the rocket. You do the IDF. It is, but it is okay. It's the bullshit, you know. And I was thinking like, that's what I'm gonna get from her. And then she's like, oh yeah, I just got these eighteen thousand dollar plates from Hermes. But would you please, yes, PK darling, would you please mind putting that plate over there? Yes, my love. And then you know, back in the favorite part of the episode was her birthday party, um, where her husband brought her child out in like a little tux and a white bow tie, and she looked like she had never seen him before. Yeah, you know, and never seeing the show before, I thought that her kid had been like sick or in hiding like, or had like never walked right had like ALS or something like that oh like I, I just I mean awful. but I, I don't I'm not saying I, yeah. I, I don't wish it I'm no, saying like thought something was very right because I hadn't seen the kid that reaction to be so excited to see your child and that be the surprise on your like she had seen him an hour earlier right I hadn't seen the kid an hour earlier <laughs> you know and I'm sitting there going where's this kid coming from and then you know, he comes out in this, like, Jagger. white bow tie and... And starts pointing at all the women and calling them bad guys. <laughs> right. And then he pointed at the one and she was like, uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then he points at everybody Erica else. And Jane. then And then he gets into, like, the big... Pers- she's a fan favorite. Erica Good. Jane. Good. She she's was a very... a favorite of mine, too. Well, I also liked how she had kind of, like, the dual personality. Yeah, where, where she'd she's the like, Erica Girardi versus yes, Erica like Jane. The, like the wife versus the pop star. Yes. You also commented on Lisa Rinna's lips, um, which she's very famous for. <laughs> Had you really not seen Lisa Rinna on television before? I General Hospital? Probably. Was she on oh, that? I'm Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I might have seen it in passing. I think I, she's been on every. I mean, she's done Depends commercials. She's literally wow. done everything. Wow. Uh, I, I, I have to say I was kind of distracted um, because they were, they were very... They're Very huge. big. And that, I'm not hating on it. Like, that's, if that's like your a, thing, that's cool. It's a, it is. It's like a branding thing for her. Yeah. Like, she can't change her hair or her lips or she ceases to exist as who, <laughs> as who she is as a person. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say that, uh, you know, that type of thing really resonates with me. But, you know, speaking of the birthday party, you know, when she got up and made oh, that her speech. speech. Yeah. It, I think she was really pushed to do it. I think Lisa Vanderpump really kind of likes to kind of push her to do things because she's kind of, Lisa Rinna is sorry for some things she's done in the past. And to make it up, she's kind of going overboard by doing whatever people ask of her. Okay. And that's what I saw it as. But it was very bizarre. But she's also kind of like, fuck it. I'll just get up and give a speech. If someone wants me to give a speech, I'll give a speech. Right. And and the uh, the but awkward But you saw it a little differently. Yeah. And it was awkward for me because 
you know, I've only seen this episode of this show and they're playing snippets from last year and previous episodes of saying when these girls are like going at it yeah. and even, you know, within the last Were you month doing coke so, in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's a really offensive thing to say to somebody in front of other people, especially yeah. when those people have kids and all that stuff. And on television. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for me... You know, when she got up and said that, it sounded like a really, like, awkward speech like somebody would make at, you know, a, a, a wedding or something like that. Like where, a wedding toast, but it was like, you're not, like, you're not even related, so why are you speaking? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like the random guy gets up in the back and he's like, hey, I'd like to say something. But not only that, not only does he say something when he shouldn't, he makes it all about him. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I remember when I met John, and let me tell you, I was five years old at the time, and uh, I had a bunch of Matchbox cars, and, and like, I played in the backyard a lot. This isn't about you. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's why this was really strange watching this, is because she got up and said, I'm glad, you know, I'm such in a better place, and I, 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 and I, 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 and it's not your birthday. It's, yeah. It's Dorit's birthday. birthday. So whatever you say, you got to make it about her. Yeah. Um, So like you said, I think they went overboard. I'm a fan of Lisa Rinna, so I would like to blame that on selective editing. I also feel like she works harder than the rest of them for her paycheck. I feel like she hustles. She tries to make drama. But it's, you know, it's real drama. It's not... You know, just she doesn't just throw things out of nowhere. She clearly had been the cocaine thing. the cocaine thing for a while. <laughs> so that that was interesting for me to kind of see that from. It's just shocking because usually I think on these shows people make kind of cutesy allegations. They don't actually say the word cocaine. They like I remember on New York, Bethany um, talked about Dorinda's boyfriend being lit up. One night. That is a euphemism for being high on cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. I had to Google it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he looks really sweaty and awkward and on drugs. (laughs) Yeah, that would, uh, that's it. That's, that's called, that's called getting lit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like someone took something and just made it about themselves? Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've seen, uh, you know, I was I was at a wedding one time where, you know, one of the family members got up and started talking, and it was supposed to be about the couple, but it just ended up being about that person. And um, you know, it was really unfortunate because you're sitting there watching it, saying this is supposed to be about the couple and about the people, and then it just the bride isn't mentioned once, <laughs> right? The bride isn't mentioned, um, you know, and and it's just kind of unfortunate when that happens because you're seeing it, and then um, you know, it it it's you got to go back. And, you know, maybe address that with that person who said that and said, hey, you know, that made me feel bad, right? That was supposed to be about me or my wife or the bride or the groom or whatever. It's so uncomfortable. And and you have to wonder, are these just like, are there raging narcissists just like wandering our society? Is our country full of them more than other places? Yeah. Are certain cities <laughs> full I, of them? You know, you know, we live in D.C. here, and there are a lot of people that make everything about themselves. To me, uh, I think a, a lot of the time, it's just kind of a lack of self-awareness, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, somebody's saying, you know, they, they, they come out with, with good intentions. Yeah, and, like, but yes, it just I'll kind of, be on your podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it just kind of goes off the deep end. <laughs> now that this I'll is going off the deep end. I'll to L.A. and find you. <laughs> And then, and then they say, "Yes, Mandy. Uh, of course we, of course we want you on 
on our podcast. Um, we'll be we'll DM you I was with like, details. Oh, this, this, this has to be about me. <laughs> As I'm accusing everyone of raging narcissism. I'm I'm fabulous. Of course you meant me. There's no question about it. Have Um, you had a situation this year? Well, I guess this year has only just started. In the last few months where you've like totally embarrassed yourself like that. Or is it just me that this happens to on a regular basis? Mandy, as long as I've known you, it's you. I don't know what it is about me, but I'm so weird and so many unusual things seem to happen to me that I feel like don't happen to other people. But here's the thing. I've known you long enough. You just go for it. Yeah. Right. Totally, you, you get, right. A, you, get, get you get after it. it too. Right. And that's the thing with, you know, your story that you had on the Messy Queens podcast oh about gosh, when. Michelle Obama. Right. And I, that was the worst because. I didn't. I was so embarrassed. I didn't. I don't think I told anyone for two days what had happened. I was mortified. I was like, I am in the presence of greatness, and the only thing I can muster to say is thank you to the first lady about her initiative in public health and healthy eating. And it just came out as thanks for all the work you're doing to help the fat kids. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And then I met her husband. And when he was shaking my hand, I said, thank you. And a little voice in my brain said, you can't just say thank you to the president. You have to say thank you for something or he's going to think you're just saying thank you for shaking your hand. So I said, thank you for being you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, thank you for being you. you." Right, because of course Obama would say that. Yeah, and I was like, that's what my mom used to tell me as a little girl, and I thought it was the best compliment. And then, you know, I think he said, well, it is a very good compliment. And I'm sure they both went up to uh, their room that night and were like, so I met this crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, yeah, she told me, she, she, she said, thanks for the fat kids. I was like, why would you say that? Yeah, and then she came up to me later and said, thank you for being you. Wait, don't put her on any list to get in here anymore. <laughs> Luckily, I was invited back, but I, and the thing is, I was, I had had a lot to drink um, at the White House Hanukkah party where this happened. And I found myself, like, searching for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, my goal was to find her. And, damn, that woman well, is so short. It's because she's so tiny. That's why she's you couldn't so find small. her. I could not find her. And when I finally did, she was, like, out of reach. Oh. Like, I couldn't get to her. Because she was so far down to the ground? Yes. You couldn't just reach she her? She was just shriveled. <laughs> I was kidding. No, she was, like, surrounded by all the Congress people who were also in awe of her. It wasn't just me. You know, so they're, like, fangirling over Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm kind of, like, awkwardly talking to this one guy for a really long time who said he also didn't know anyone. And then later, someone come up, came up to him and was like, oh, hello, congressman. And I was like, you said you didn't you know anyone. <laughs> and he was like, I'm a freshman. You we were... haven't even been sworn in. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you're like, you know a bunch of people because they voted for you. I was like, I truly do not belong here. Um, wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's really my cool. whole going to the White House for Hanukkah. Yeah. So, so getting back to it, like, no, you're not a narcissist. You just like <laughs> to put things in like your own perspective for you. And the thing is, yeah. the, I think the tough part about the word narcissism is that it, um, it, it has a negative connotation with selfishness, selfishness, mm-hmm. as, I, as I mess up that word. 
And to me, selfishness is not inherently a bad thing, right? You have right. to take care of yourself before you take care of others. And you have to take care of yourself before you go to your job because if you're messed up or, you know, you're not sleeping, right, you're not going to be good, good at your job. Yeah. And, and it's important. So you there needs to be a, a bit of selfishness in, in your daily life. But the, the narcissism is selfishness, you know, exponential mm -hmm. and that's when it starts to degrade the relationships and it starts to degrade where you're unable to put other people first where you're unable to think of others feelings right or, or even think of potentially the own kind of strategic impact of what you're doing yeah. and like you know getting back to the show right like lisa mm -hmm. stands up and says you know i'm just going to say something well okay you can say something and think that it's good right now but Everyone else is going to look at you and go, what the hell are you doing? Why are you speaking? You were just, birthday. right. You were just accusing her of doing cocaine <laughs> a month ago. And now you're saying like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Everything's great now. Everybody at the table is looking at you saying, sit down. You should not be making this speech right but now. But don't you think they put her in that situation? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be honest with you, probably knowing you know what i know from my time being on on real housewives yeah, of potomac I mean, like clearly. they put these women on camera saying bad things about these guys that everybody else liked i was like okay i understand what's going on here yeah like, i get it you get it yeah. all knowing parker the shaffle all -knowing, all -knowing. oh my gosh so thank you so much for being here it's my pleasure man. um before we go i wanted to make sure you got a chance to plug your website i appreciate that i appreciate that um, what is your website so my website is parkershaffle.com parker p-a-r-k-e-r shaffle s-c-h-a-f-f-e-l.com uh, you'll find everything on there about um, my book that I'm writing called Get After It, Get after uh, which it. is a compilation of those stories. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all on my blog. You'll find them. Um, it's got uh, links to all my Truth Assassin music on there. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, everything. Uh, check it out. Um, it's got link to the courses that I run because um, I teach two courses uh, on the outside about leadership and uh, an oral presentation, briefing, communication skills. And um, also about what I'm doing with my freelance career as well. So if any of y'all are interested, love to work with you on some projects if you uh, are interested. So Yeah, and where can we out. find you on the Twitters, the Instas, yeah. the Facebooks? So, uh, so Facebook, uh, you'll find Parker Shaffle on there. Um, Instagram and Twitter are at P Shaffle. So hit me up, check it out. Um, but you know, this is about, this is about you. This is your podcast. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here Thank the first you. time. I think this is great. I'm, I'm really excited for you because this is a good creative outlet for you about something you really enjoy in reality TV. And I think that this is going to be the first step in something that's really going to be great and, and, you know, get you a, a lot more followers to the thousand plus that you have on Twitter already. I think it's like 1502. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Mandy Slutsker. It's spelled M-A-N-D-Y, then slut S-K-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Hope everyone listens and subscribes. Um, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. P -p 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 Powder donut. <clears throat>
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.